Tomorrow we'll see the return of Cure Kids Red Nose Day, one of New Zealand's most iconic charity appeals. The funding collected over the years has assisted with some pretty major breakthroughs in paediatric health, better health care for children, and the discovery of new ways to diagnose and treat kids. This year's appeal is coming on the back of some pretty incredible research, which has been made possible, of course, due to the donations, the donations of thousands of Kiwis. To tell us about it, I'm joined by Cure Kids CEO, Francis Suda. Hi, Francis. Hi, GC. How are you? Good. What's the plan for Red Nose Day tomorrow? Oh, we've got lots of really lovely, exciting um, activities planned tomorrow. There are lots of kids are being involved, lots of schools, lots of businesses. You know, we've got our faithfuls like Briscoe's who who do huge fundraising campaigns for us. So you'll see a lot of Red Noses out there, GC. When did Cure Kids come on board with Red Nose Day, or has it always been associated? No, it's always been associated, but I I think most New Zealanders would um, associate it with the campaign, with the telethons that we had years ago, and a lot of the fundraising was around uh, what was then called cot death or sudden unexpected death and infancy, yeah. Uh, Okay, so it's more broad these days, though. Yes, yeah, so we cover, we've, uh, to date, we've probably funded nearly $60 million worth of child health research, and, and that's, you know, something to be really proud of because, um, New Zealand, Cure Kids is the largest, um, charitable funder of child health research. So, you know, we do it, we do what we do with, uh, generosity from Kiwis, which is just an incredible feat. Yeah, we'll come to the specifics of that in a moment. I guess one of the um, issues you have as a charity, if you come up with a great idea and a sort of a novelty idea for raising money, is that the novelty does feel a little bit like it wears off after a few years. Like you don't remember in the uh, the height of the eighties where everyone was wearing a red nose to work, and then um, I guess it gets harder and harder to convince people. And the next thing comes along, Movember's popular for a few years, and then people get sick of that. So that's the challenge yeah. for you, huh? It is, and you've got to keep it relevant. You know, we realised a few years ago that actually the, you know, the, that we'd go more digital with red noses because, you know, we've got to be, take care of the environment as well. So what are some ways that we can be, have an environmentally friendly red nose? So, yeah, so you've, you've definitely got to keep it, you know, fun and, and relevant. And we've, what we've noticed is the, the school's fundraising is changing a lot and they're doing lots of, you know, very cool, cool things, spellathons and, and skipathons and, mm. you know, th- things that, that keep it relevant as well. Okay. Is it possible to directly tie the breakthroughs that have been made to the funding that's been created by Red Nose Day? Absolutely. So a really good example is the work that we've done over the years in sudden unexpected death and infancy. And we had a uh, scientific analysis of all of the funding over a 25-year program of research. And uh, we that analysis looked at the fact that for every dollar that was um, spent on research in sudden unexpected death and infancy resulted in a $14 return. And that's without even taking into consideration, you know, the tragedy and the, you know, the, the impact on families of, you know, the, yeah. the death of a, death of a baby. So there's definitely a direct correlation, uh, to the money that's supporting research and the really positive impact on communities. And not just since um, these days, of course, you've um, helped launch something called ChatSafe. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so that's a really exciting initiative. It's actually an Australian project 
which looks at um, so ad- adapting sort of online tools to enable some really safe communication about self-harm and suicide. So it's been done in Australia, but what the Cure Kids funding will do will be to help adapt it for specifically for the New Zealand environment so that we've got all of these you know, wonderful tools to that will send messaging out to, you know, our young rangatahi and those just sort of vulnerable um, to enable a really safe communication about self-harm and suicide in the online environment, which we know, you know, a lot of those teenagers are particularly vulnerable to. There's also been a project involving gene editing. Yes, so that's a really exciting project that we funded um, as a result of last year's granting round. And it's to do with a condition called epidermolysis uh, bullosa. And that's that's the condition, you may have heard of it before, where these little children have the thinnest skin. And so it's a really debilitating condition. And uh, these these children almost need to be wrapped up in cotton wool. They can't even play with normal toys because they, um, you know, their skin breaks down. So this gen, um, this uh, gene editing will actually allow us to grow skin to in in the laboratory to sort of protect these children with uh, new skin. So it's not just a you know a band aid. It potentially could be a cure for these children. Gosh. It's incredible and such a sad story, um, but yeah. but I guess tremendously rewarding to be uh, involved in something that, that helps these kids out. Um, Immunisation is a, a huge issue in New Zealand at the moment, isn't it? Look, it really is. And I think with COVID, um, you know, it's really exacerbated the pressure on immunisation services. And, you know, sadly, you know, our state of child health report that we launched um, in April of this year sort of indicated that there was this big gap where our uh, equity gap where our Māori and Pacific Island children are really, um, you know, at the coalface with some of these things that are quite preventable. And what we've noticed through through COVID, through the pandemic, that just due to system failures that our, you know, Māori and Pacific Island children compared with others, um, Aren't, aren't up to speed with these um, in, with the immunisation program, which really exposes them to to the risk of you know hugely preventable um, mm. diseases. Measles, big one, eh? Measles is a big one, and you know that's something that you know we could we could have been very proud of, but that we've really slipped in our immunisation for measles over the past three years. How do we fix it? So I think it's, you know, it's looking at, you know, investing in primary health care services um, so that these kids receive their six weeks immunisations on time and so that they're not delayed in the, in the protection. So we've got Surely that's in. a government um, responsibility, Francis. Look, it's it's a New Zealand responsibility. It's every factor of the of the health system. You know, there's, I think our primary care services are under a lot of pressure because of the pandemic, because of hospital waiting lists, which you know means it's all the more important that we get these kids. We do the research. We figure out why they're vulnerable. You know, to prevent them from getting into you know having to go into hospital. How long have you been involved with Cure Kids? 
So I uh, had the pleasure of joining Cure Kids seven years ago and, uh, you know, love the aspect of the fact that we're, you know, with all of our incredible researchers, you know, prevention is the thing and we're trying to be the the fence at the top of the cliff instead of the ambulance at the bottom. Hmm. If we can understand some of these conditions a lot more through research, then, you know, then we'll be able to, you know, prevent them, you know, prevent, you know, further deterioration. You know, 40,000 kids a year are admitted to hospital for completely preventable illnesses. And if we can get in there and figure out why this is through research, then we'll have a much better, healthier population of children. Good stuff. How do people take part in Red Nose Day? So it's very easy. They can either go into Briscoe's and make a donation at the till or they can go on to www.rednoseday.org.nz and we'd be so grateful for your support because we're talking about the future of New Zealand. Francis Suda, CEO of Cure Kids, joining us to talk about some of the successes created by Red Nose Day fundraising over the years.